Hey, everybody, welcome into the wrap, the hump day edition here. Tom Mazaway and friends on NRM Streamcast. We're live from the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios here in Farmington Hills. Our good friend Clarence Black back from Fort Meade. Finally, man, two months, too long. Welcome home. Man, I'm so soldier. Good. I'm so good to be back. I mean, I love serving my country. I love being in the Army, man. It, it, was, uh, it was a great experience and got a lot of good training in, but, you know, there's no place like home, man. You look like a beast again, man. Hey, listen, man. Oysters, crabs, crab cakes. It's in Maryland. Yes. So you got the, you got the good stuff over there. I got there. the good stuff, man. It was good. Oh, man. We got to hear more about that. Ethan Perlman in the house as well. He needs some military training himself. Yeah, yeah, I think I do. <laughs> hey, how'd your teams do the other day? You're, you're coaching uh, the boys. Uh, a little basketball. Yeah, the my middle school team did a lot better than expected. We did end up losing both of our games, but they played a lot better than cool. what we expected for their first game. You pressing? Then, you pressing? No, no, we're not allowed to. You need Clarence to come in and show them what to do. You need Clarence to whip <laughs> Listen, those I'm going to help you out. We need to put in, look, uh, either a full court 40 <laughs> or uh, a wildcat. And then drop back into a trap in two two one. We did have them Sounds working exciting. on the one two two. One two two. One dude, you got Marcus Camby in the front? Uh no. <laughs> then you don't Definitely run the one two two, man. <laughs> Unless you got Camby. If you don't got Camby, you don't run the one two two. Damn, I hate the one two two. Hey, welcome back, man. Welcome back. Glad to be back. The coach is in. Coach Black is in the house. And we're going to have uh, Justin Rogers from the Detroit News, man, who broke the story yesterday on our Lions. And uh, let's let me let's face it. You could have gone to sleep, and we did a little homework. Uh, it took like two minutes to do this homework. But Clarence, is, I could, I told Clarence, <laughs> have you been following Detroit sports? You know, you've been working, working hard for the U.S. and the last couple of months. He said, I'm trying to keep our track. And you did come home for the uh, what game was it that you Salute came home the for? Service. So man, we had who they play that day? Was that the Vikings? They played the oh man, they lost right. They did. I don't remember who it was. I think it was no, the Cowboys, man. It was the Cowboys. And I'm going to tell you what was what was crazy is it was 135 service members. Thank you to the Detroit Lions, Katie Penrod, Andrew, everybody in that, that PR staff, Brandon Scott and community relations, man. It's always like my favorite event to do on there with the flag, being honored at oh, halftime. That's beautiful. But the thing that was so crazy is I could not believe how cowboy fans travel, man. Oh, yeah, well... The like, it was blue, but it was blue. It was... And yeah. they, they are everywhere in pajamas yeah. and all of that, man, but it they was... They took uh, it over. It took Ford Field over. Yeah, so I came home for that, uh, but other than that, man, it was just... It's been a rough one. So, basically, I said to you, you know, you could have basically slept the last 20 years and not missed much, because let's go back 20 years. 1999, Bobby Ross at the helm, Chuck Schmidt, your GM, they went 8-8, eight and eight, and guess what? They made the playoffs. They were a wild card team. They lost to the Redskins. So twenty years ago, they lost to the Redskins going eight and eight. The following years when Bobby Ross, I don't coach that stuff. He winds up quitting and Gary Moeller becomes the head coach. Mo was getting them going. They were playing good. They were going into the last game on Christmas Eve at nine and six. If they beat the Bears, the lowly Bears, four and eleven at the time, if they beat them, they're in the playoffs. And who knows what would happen. What happens? Paul Edinger comes Paul in, Edinger. kicks a field goal, knocks the Lions out of the playoffs. Gary Moeller canned by William Clay Ford. And guess who came to town? The Eminem boys. Matt Millen and Marty Morningweg. They went 2-14, and 14 and they never looked back. It's crazy the stuff you remember, right? The stuff that you tell yourself is not a big deal, but you truly you can't forget it. Like, I'll never forget Damn, rest in peace, Dennis Johnson stealing the ball. Oh, DJ! To like, I literally, cr- 
cry yeah. internally when I see it. That was disgusting. And as much as it shouldn't, because they weren't gonna they weren't gonna win a Super Bowl, but it was like that field goal stayed with me. And yeah. not that you see it, because you never. But I mean, when I hear Edinger or I think yeah. about that damn field goal, like I remember I, it too. I man. can't. Like it will not go away. No. To me, it's like uh, when the Yankees blew a three nothing lead to oh, the Red no, Sox, the, and the big, you can you can go on and on and the, on. The and Ortiz, on. the Ortiz grand slam oh, the against Ortiz, the Tigers. Yeah, that broke one. Them. the Ortiz. I left out. I walked yeah, out of my house. That broke us. <laughs> the Ortiz. And so those three things, man, just they stay with you. Speaking of that, Dave Dombrowski, GM of that team, yeah. of course, moving mm-hmm. on. You're friends with the Dombrowski family. He moves on to the Red Sox. They win a World Series, and then he's unceremoniously dumped out of there. And they were very surprised and very shocked about that. And we're going to talk about that in a future day. But we're going to we're going to have Dave on one of these days. We're going to chat with him. Think about this. Just, just so just those names you mentioned. I'd take Gary Moeller right now. I loved Gary Moeller. <laughs> I'll back take then. Dave Dombrowski. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Amen. Now today. Dick Vermeil talked uh, last week to one of the writers we had on uh, uh, Dave Burkett. Mm-hmm. Talked to him last week. And Dave Burkett is uh, talking to Dick Vermeil. Dick Vermeil, I would take him at 80 years old oh, right, right now. now. He's like, don't fire Matt Patricia. That's the worst thing you can do. Mm-hmm. That's a coach sticking but up for a coach. But you take anything right now. I mean, listen, rest in peace, Hayden Fry. Passed yeah. away, 90 years old. God if bless. somebody told you two months ago they're thinking about Hayden Fry, you go, yeah, <laughs> okay, okay. At this point. I mean, at this, but that's how you feel at this point, man. You like you are willing to entertain anything So here we are. At this point. It's Groundhog Day. They announced yesterday, the Ford family, that first, they're bringing back Quinn Tricia, as they're calling it now. (laughs) Bob Quinn, Mm -hmm. four years now as general manager, and the talent has gone backwards. And his protege, his coach, his friend, Matt Patricia, who has put together just two terrible seasons in a row. And yeah, the Lions looked good at the beginning of the year. They did. They looked Lions good. They were playing good. Good offense. No defense. No pass rush mm-hmm. still. Still, they're going to lose high-scoring games, even with Matt uh, Matthew Matt Stafford, Stafford. Even with him. So yesterday they say, we're not making a change, and the Ford family decided, we do not want another start over. So they're giving this regime another year. And I don't really see how they're going to change it already. I think all they've done so far, Clarence, is subtract. They started with Kyle Van Noy. They gave him away to the Patriots. I see you have a Pat Patriot hat on, Patriot shirt on, but it's not a New England Patriot <laughs> no, shirt. No, 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 it's Patriot. Okay, it's the Patriot Ruck down in Detroit. Anyway, they give him. Mm-hmm. He becomes the leading tackler. He might as well be the defensive captain there. Didn't we just get a pick in return for him too? We also gave them a seventh pick. We got a sixth. So we gave them Van Noy and a seventh for a sixth. That. You're going to pick at the bottom anyway. Mm-hmm. It's the Patriots' sixth yeah. round. Then they get rid of Golden Tate last year, midseason, having a great year. They give him you, away to Philly. You got him for a third-round pick, though, and you weren't guaranteed to re-sign He was going to sign. You think so? Yes. He okay. was going to yes. stay. Okay. He was going to stay. I think, this place, I think this place fit them. He did. And then Quandry Diggs this year. Yeah. Gave him away mm-hmm. to, to the Seattle Seahawks, plus a seventh round pick. Yep. They got a sixth, they get a fifth round pick for him. Mm-hmm. And now next year, for sure, you're not going to see Darius Slay, who, by the no. way, congratulations, made the Pro Bowl again, alternate, but he made it. Uh, He's going to be I, I think he made it as a starter. Did he make it as a starter? Uh, Probably didn't deserve it. Ga- Galladay and Stafford are the alternates. Galladay, if anyone, yeah. should have made it as a starter, but he didn't. I mean,. It's the NFC, and you got talented receivers all over the board. But if you're going to pick a lion, you, to me, yeah. you pick him. Yeah. Anyway, they decide they're going to bring everybody home. They're going to keep everybody here. And to boot, 
the rumor was Jeff Bezos of Amazon was in town in the dark of night, <laughs> and he's going to take this team and. We're going to be safe. We're not going to have the Fords anymore. Jeff Bezos ain't going to buy the Lions. No one's buying the Lions. I don't buy It's staying in the Ford family. Why would would you give up a cash cow? You wouldn't. You won't. It's a Mm -hmm. money machine. Yeah. It's a money machine. And we're going to talk to uh, Justin Rogers here in just a minute from the Detroit News, the man who broke the story yesterday. Uh, so, like I said, it's, it's Groundhog Day, man. You didn't really miss anything. So, you went away for two months. You went to Fort Meade. You didn't miss crap. I saw the little stuff, though, that drive me crazy, man. The little stuff drove me crazy, like a Chiefs game you should have won. Right. The Vikings game, or what was it? No, the uh, which was it? I think it might have even been Cardinals, where Galladay's got the the touchdown is in his hands. Might have been the Cardinals. That was the opening mm-hmm. game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they, they the wind up with a like tie they, game they, there. But they win that game if he holds on to the ball. Little, like, yeah, there's so many games that they, that they so gave away. Things. And, of course, yeah. the Packers' Monday night game was when uh, the referees really kind of took feel control. Like and which game was it with the uh, going to Logan Thomas after pulling Marvin right. Jones and right. Kenny Galladay off the The field. last play. They got down yeah. the field against the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, against the Raiders. I mean, you could easily look at this team and say, man, there are there are four wins Right, sitting right there yep. that well, they should have had, but that is this league. But do you hear yourself? Yes. That's why the Fords are bringing these guys <laughs> back. And for more on that, we go to the bat phone and we talk to Justin Rogers from the Detroit News. Jr., how are you, man? Thanks for coming on. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Hey, man, uh, you broke that story yesterday, and uh, it's uh, it's something that we're not really surprised about. But the Ford family gets together and they decide kumbaya. We're going to bring these guys back. You just heard Clarence just say, well, we could have won four more games. Is that what they're thinking as well? Yeah, you know, I, I, they really base the decision largely on the, the first half of the season. Um, you look at those those first eight games, and yeah, a lot of them were, were really close. And, uh, you know, I know that most games in the NFL are close, but, um, you know, I think you look at this team the year previous, and, and they weren't consistently competitive like that. Um, it wasn't just close games. It was close games against good opponents. Kansas City Chiefs are going to go back to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Green Bay is probably going to win the, the NFC North. And you look at those the that first half, and really the Lions probably should have won at least six of those games. They didn't. The fact that they can't close is an issue. Um, but that's I think where they're resting their hope is that they're going to flip that switch and be able to, to convert those close games into wins where most of them were losses this year. Justin, what? If if you had to put your finger on Quinn and Patricia, what they do well, if you had to give a seven second elevator pitch or or a couple bullets, like what is the what is the identity of what they do well in their individual in their individual crafts? Yeah, I don't I don't know if they've established anything they do particularly well right now. You know, Quinn has drafted I think safe and efficiently, but hasn't really landed any impact players. Um, Patricia, if if anything, has got a roster that you know, and he, he says it constantly as well. They're they're tough and they're uh, they, they don't really have a, a quit to them. But that only gets you so far in the NFL. You know, we really need to see more from the schematic side of things because you look at some of those close losses down the stretch there, and, and a lot of them were on the defense. And guess what? Matt Patricia's supposed to be a defensive guy, so I think that's a major major problem that. Uh, needs to be solved going into next season, and I think that's where we're going to see probably some changes on the defensive coaching staff, including probably defensive coordinator. Right. You personally, do you feel like 
because I've, I've heard people say, it, at what point can we sit back and say that minus minus the owner, the coach, and the quarterback, the Patriot way doesn't work because it has yet to work for anybody outside of those mm-hmm. three. You personally, can you look at this and say, okay, we, uh, that they maybe they need to distance themselves from that whole Patriot way thought process? Because I, I don't know where we can point to and say that the Patriot way is an actual thing outside of that building in New England. Well, I, I think, yeah. I mean, the, the facts are completely on your side in that argument. And I think probably you find the copycat of most things is not as good as the original. Um, you know, Belichick's had quite a few assistants that have, have gone on and, and failed, and probably the only one that's had any real success has been Nick Saban. And that's, I mean, it's, it's pretty much a stretch to call him a, a Belichick guy because right. Uh, you know, while he was was under Bill for a little bit, it, it wasn't really the defining moments of his, I guess, upbringing as a coach. Um, you've seen some moderate success elsewhere, Tennessee and and, and Houston, but uh, certainly nothing that's threatened the uh, the Patriots dynasty way. Justin Rogers joining us from the Detroit News. We're talking Lions, of course, because that's what we do as Detroiters. We were talking before we had you on. We went 20 years ago. Took us back to '99. It was Bobby Ross, Chuck Schmidt. Lions went eight and eight, and they lost to the Skins in a wild card game. They actually made the playoffs as a wild card. The following year, Bobby Ross, I don't coach that stuff, uh, came out, and then they got uh, uh, Gary Moeller. Gary Moeller takes them to a nine and six record, and then of course they crap the bed on the last game to a four win Bears team. And Paul Edinger hits that field goal, so William Clay Ford fires him. And he bring in the M&M boys, Miller, Millen, and uh, Morningwake. They go two and fourteen, and the rest is history there. But really, it's it's like on a loop. This thing. I mean, we had Jim Schwartz. He gave us a little success, and then of course we got Jim Caldwell. The two Jims are probably the best thing we've had in the last twenty years here. Yet that wasn't good enough. They bring these guys in, and now they're going to get a third year. Justin, I just I can't see how they deserved. Uh, excuse me, a, a fifth year for Quinn, a third a third year for. Uh, Patricia, I don't, I don't see it, man. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. A couple points here. One, uh, it wasn't good enough. You know, I think that's that's the point. We can't go back in hindsight and and say what what Jim Caldwell was doing was good enough to keep going. They had to change up. I think he had hit a ceiling with the team, and you know, unfortunately, thus far that change has yielded uh, negative results. You know, there's there's no question about that. Jim Caldwell was a good coach. They needed a a coach that could take them to that. That next level, four years without a division title, four years without a playoff game, that's, you know, I think an adequate time for, for any coach is, is four years. Um, and then the other fact that I think is interesting is you mentioned all those names that they brought in over the years, and really the Lions have tried just about everything. They've gone with the experienced <laughs> Super Bowl-type coaches in, in Mariucci. They've gone with the young up-and-coming coordinators with Morningwig and Schwartz on different sides of the ball. They've tried the firebrands. They've tried the... Um, the the soft spoken players coaches and and really it's it's just like none of it works no. nothing will stick with this organization which is probably why fans so frequently will fall back to to ownership being the major problem and uh, you know it's it's tough to argue against that point in terms of whether these guys deserve a third year you know it, it, to me it's it's a coin flip you know I think you could have made a strong case either way. I don't think a head coach can really fully accomplish what he's intending to accomplish in two years. Uh, that the fact that they took a step back in that second year is is concerning to me. And sometimes you just got to pull the plug early when you realize things are going uh, the wrong way. But 
as we talked about to begin the show, you know, they don't necessarily believe it's going the wrong way. Yes, the record says it's the wrong way, but they still believe they're they're in that middle pack, middle class of the NFL with with all the close games and the coin flip games, and and they're just hoping that like again they're going to to be able to flip those in their favor and get back to that uh, playoff contending caliber that they were with Caldwell, but on an upswing of building upward. It's not just getting to that nine and seven. It's going to be getting to nine and seven, ten and six on an upward trajectory. Justin, so with Patricia and Quinn coming back and the team looking like they are right now and the record they're on, do the Lions make any moves firing any of the assistant coaches or the coordinators to, you know, try and, you know, kind of shake things up? Yeah, I think that, you know, I, I don't know if mandate is the word, but there is a an expectation from up top that Matt Patricia will be reworking his coaching staff this, this offseason. Uh, what that means is, is to be determined. I think it's going to be really tough to justify bringing Paul Pascaloni back as defense coordinator. I think they've got to go and, and get, um, you know, a, uh, I don't know if it's a, an up-and-coming play, but somebody that's, uh, you know, a guy that maybe connects with the players a little bit better. I think you're going to see some also some position coaches changed out as well. Um Again, I think most of that's probably going to come on the defensive side of the ball just because that unit has been uh, so atrocious this season. But uh, this staff is not going to stay intact the way it is. There's there's almost no way. I wanted to ask you this, Justin. I mean, these guys come in a few years ago, and we're talking about Bob Quinn. I, I, I don't see how he knows his talent. He lets a guy like Kyle Van Noy go for nothing. Then he lets Tate go, gets a pick. Then he gets Diggs, another pick. And then Slay, who knows what's going to happen next year. So they took away three solid players that can start for any team and do start for any team except for the Lions. I don't understand. What's this guy looking for? Well, those are three very separate instances. Um, with, with Van Noy, the coaching staff had given up on him. And so well, yeah, that's terrible. Was, his hands were tied. Yeah, well, it, it didn't work out. He he wasn't particularly a scheme fit in the the four three. I think he was better fit in a three four. And the Patriots jumped on the opportunity to get a, a good player, you know. And guess what? Kyle Van Noy fit with what the Lions do now. But uh, you know, they didn't know Matt Patricia. Well, maybe they did know Matt Patricia was going to end up being the coach, but they, they couldn't uh, wait that long. In terms of, of, of Tate, you know, it was an expiring contract. You got a third rounder. I, I I don't think you complain about that deal at all. It was the right move. They got good value for it. The Diggs one is a major mystery. Yeah. You know, I think that one people is going to have problems with for a while. Uh, that was a good player, a veteran player that was still very young, reasonably priced. Uh, he was absolutely struggling to start this year. There's no question about it. He was physically banged up. He was missing a lot of tackles. But the return you got for a player with his resume, with his age, was was not good enough. And um, you know, I, I look forward to, to hearing Quinn explain it a little bit more when we uh, get to talk to him here in a couple weeks. Unbelievable. Justin Rogers from the Detroit News joining us. Uh, Lions bringing everyone back, and they're not selling either. So it looks like Sheila Ford Hamp is next in line to be the owner here for the Detroit Lions. Is that what you're understanding? Jay, are you there? Of the four children. Yeah, yeah can you hear me? I hear you now. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, of the four children, uh, Sheila definitely has the most um, 
influence and current responsibilities with the organization, but all four children have equal titles. All four children are still involved, often conference calling in. And if I understood it correctly yesterday, all four were on the call that um, where where Patricia and Quinn were told that they were retaining their positions. So um, I, I don't know definitively whether you know Sheila will will be the person in power next, but um, you know I, I think we're we're kind of lining up for potentially an interesting power struggle within the Ford family. So you think, you think yeah. Justin, I got four kids. I can't get them to pick a movie on a Friday night, man. I, like, it, should fans, I mean, how on a level of one to ten, how concerned should fans be with this, especially especially with, I mean, again, we have to say the, the D word. It's all we have right now, you know, to think about the NFL draft. How concerned should fans be about that dynamic? You know, I, are they concerned? I, I guess. I mean, they, they're already pretty down on the Ford family in general. I mean, can it can it possibly get worse? Yes. It can always get worse. <laughs> I'm a military man. I know that for a fact. It can always get worse, man. Fair enough. Uh, you know, I... Uh, you know, I think we'll see how it sorts out when that time comes. You know, it's... it's you know, who, who knows um, when, when that will, will happen. Um, but... We, we've asked pretty consistently and repetitively about the succession plan, and um, they've declined at every step of the way to, to provide those details. And so um, I, I guess we just have to wait and see. Do you think there was any uh, credence to that Jeff Bezos rumor? I don't. Uh, you know, I do think the Lions, you know, based on uh, talking to Rodwood yesterday, there, there are offers made, you know, are, are inquiries sure. made about the availability of the organization quite frequently. Um, but in terms of Bezos, uh, uh, there's been minimal interaction and nothing on a sale front uh, with with people uh, that that would make those decisions for Detroit. Hey, they already have draft uh, projections coming out, and it looks like the Lions are taking a cornerback. How would that sit with everybody? <laughs> you know, as long as it's a defensive player, I don't think people can be too upset. But I, you know, my, my personal opinion, just watching this team and what they need. Uh, they are going to need a cornerback, but I think they need to help up front a little bit more. You know, whether that's an edge rusher, and I know everybody wants Chase Young, you might not have a shot at him. Right. Uh, but there are other good defensive linemen in this class. Uh, uh, kid out of Iowa, uh, I keep messing this up, Espineza. Uh, and hey, then um, <laughs> Derek Brown from Auburn, the defensive tackle, I think is another really great fit for uh the interior pass rush that the Lions are, are sorely lacking right now. now. You got your own podcast out, don't you? You and uh, you and your boys there at the Detroit News. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that so we can uh, tune in? You know, I think it's just they take our videos that we. Uh, <laughs> I make love those. And the audio out of them. You guys I, uh, look so excited I'm still to do those. Loop with that stuff. I know you guys look so excited to do those things. I, I like watching them. To tell you the truth. You well, and Wojo, come on, Wojo. Put up with Wojo for more yeah. than five minutes, like you understand why I'm so excited. Hey, Wojo, th- <laughs> Wojo says Patricia and Quinn did not deserve another shot with the Lions. That's his take. What do you think? Yeah, and again, I think I think you can make a strong argument either way. If you tell me they didn't deserve another shot, I, I probably would agree with you. And if you tell me that uh, you know, give, give them a little patience, a third year. I don't think there's a wrong answer in this case. You know, there's a lot of instances in in pro sports where the the answer is. Uh, nearly clear-cut, and I think this is one of those rare borderline cases where you can make a strong argument either way. Um, you know, and unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, however you look at it, the decision has been made, 
Uh, we're going to see that that third year for Patricia and that fifth yep. year for Quinn, and I, I think it's pretty clear what the bar is going into that year. The bar is uh, not high. I can tell yep. you that. Oh, there we go. There we go. Gotta, I got to oh. stick that. In. Anytime I hear bar, that's all I think of. I can't get the bar as high ever out of my <laughs> head. That's how that's how beaten I've been over these years. I'm, yeah, you got the Bobby Ross in there. We're I know. all the greatest. I know. Today. Coach, that's up. Hey, you got to put a, you got to put your next column out on the twenty year reunion here. <laughs> give, give us the twenty year. ago. We went to sleep. It's Groundhog Day. I love reading this stuff. It's great Lions history. Justin. Twenty thirty nine. Will, they, will yeah. they? Where will they be yeah. in twenty thirty nine? It's the same, man. It's the same. I'll drive off on my Harley. There you go, brother. That was great. You know, he almost ran over my foot. I was right there. Me, Dan Dickerson, Steve Courtney. They literally almost ran over our foot. Who ran over? Who almost ran over? I'm glad you got survived. Millen Yeah, we survived. Remember, because someone's cell phone rang at this practice. This was their first big practice. And they hated cell phones. The minute that cell phone rang, they pulled the teams off the field, and those guys drove away Uh, on their their motorcycles. I'll never forget it. (laughs) Ever. Justin, thanks so much for coming on. Great job as always, man. We'll look look for you in the Detroit News. Hey, I appreciate you having me, guys. All right. Justin Rogers from the Detroit News. It's Groundhog Day here on NRM Streamcast. <laughs> Tom Mazaway and the boys right. in town, Clarence Black, Ethan Perlman. We might need to do here. we might need to do a groundhog day for every team. <laughs> oh my God. Now, Tigers, that, that's something that you read. It's like we might have to. Mm-hmm. Now when you were at Fort Meade, you were trying to keep up and yeah. uh, you know, Ryan Field, our guy from uh you know, he was here yeah. all these years and now he's the big shot at Channel Seven. He's got this beautiful apartment. <laughs> New York, I mean, he's a, he's a New Yorker now. He's it's my boy. Yorker. I'm so proud of him. But he puts he puts out all of our teams. And yeah, it broke my two. heart. And yeah. that just brought you right I'm down. Like, to, damn, man! Yeah, like we, we are in a last play. Like we this are in is, a bad spot. We are man. in a Great Depression. It's never been this way. Never. No, not like this. At I mean, least we have nothing to hang our hats on. Not even Michigan, to. Michigan State, not in the Rose Bowl. No. So we have no January one bowl to look forward to. No, Alabama's gonna smash Michigan. I don't know about that. Because smash. There's gonna be Michigan. a lot of players that aren't even <laughs> oh, playing yeah, for for Alabama. They're, they're, they're still gonna. It's gonna. That's a culture thing for Saban. I know. But just a, it's just maybe Saban. those kids don't want to play. Man, that you game. put Saban in culture games, in program games, and the dude just comes through. Now I don't know if you remember this because it's been a while. But Ethan's our uh, relative, our, our resident Ohio State slappy, and you know he's a. That's where his dad went Good to school. For him. Good for you. I mean, that's he's a proud. He's a proud Buckeye. I that's a am program. actually really pumped. Because what are you pumped about now? National Signing Day starts today. Oh, yeah. Who'd you sign today. now? Who'd you already sign? Uh, the Buckeyes have signed Five star? A couple four. five stars? They've signed one five star wide receiver, mm-hmm. and there were only two in the class. They signed the number one wide receiver. They've also then signed three other wide receivers in the top 30. Michigan assigned one wide receiver. All right, we're on our way. Number 27. <laughs> Number 27? Ohio Woo! State has brought in the best receiver in the class, Julian Fleming, who passed on hometown Penn State. Uh, wow, that uh, hurts. Then brings in the number 3, 5, and 26. I mean, how hard, how easy is it, if you're an Ohio State guy, to, to, to bring kids to your school after what you're putting out there? I mean, it's I mean, got to be, that's murder on the rest of the Big Ten, man. If you want to go, here's here's your here's how you recruit. If you're Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, hey kid, how you doing? What's your name? Oh Tom. Hey Tom, do you want to go to the NFL? <laughs> yes, Mister Black, I do. I do. Well, hey, yeah. why don't you come to Ohio State? Yeah. Well, I was thinking about Michigan. Hey Tommy, you said you wanted to go pro, buddy. <laughs> so you might want to come hey, here. Michigan puts out pros. I mean, lots of them, but them. not as many as as those three schools, as you yeah, said. No, it's I've... not it's not close right no, now. But when not. you look at developing receivers, you look at the NFL. Say, okay, I had a guy like Michael Thomas. Where do you go to school? Ohio State. Wow. 
They they have yeah. they have shown they have the ability oh, to Oh yeah, develop. we had Tom Brady. I'm not saying quarterback. I know, I'm, I'm saying I, receivers. One, the worst part about that <laughs> is we can't get quarterbacks even though <laughs> no, we have Jim yeah. Harbaugh no, and we I, had I Tom Brady. Out. I can't figure that out. How do you not bring you're the, guys You're in? the quarterback whisperer. <laughs> you're the quarterback whisperer. Dude, if I sold crack, and that's what I did, and you were like, hey, Clarence, you got crack. And I'm like, you know, Maz, uh, ironically, uh, I, I don't. Huh. That's what I do. That's what you do. He's a quarterback coach with no quarterbacks. It's, uh, it's how uncanny. How do you sell crack with no crack? It's uncanny. I don't see how we can't get... And I know they have a couple of guys in the waiting, Joe Milton, mm-hmm. and you have and, uh, uh, Chris, I was McCaffrey's kid. Uh, I was going to say Christian McCaffrey. That's yeah, not Dylan right. McCaffrey. Dylan McCaffrey. Those you know are two supposedly We should, do? We should try to do this show with no show and see how that works out. <laughs> well, that's basically what we're doing. <laughs> I mean, we, should we're do doing. we should just just literally sit in the parking lot and be like, hey, hey. we do a show. We got Where a, is it? Lots <laughs> more to talk about coming up here uh, on The Wrap. Keep it right here. We're live from the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios. Why don't we hear from our friends at Jim Reels? Check out the newest member of Jim Reels' family of dealerships, the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. During the Black Friday sales event, lease the 2020 Jeep Compass Limited 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. Or lease the 2019 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Bighorn 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. For your best deal, it's the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. And there's nothing more friendly than a great deal from Jim If you or your family is touched by autism, learn more about Freddy's Foundation at hashtag pop the tap at freddythepizzaman.com. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Or email freddythepizzaman at gmail.com. And we are back on the wrap. NRM Streamcast, Tom Azaway, Clarence Black, Ethan Perlman in the house. You know why I love Jim Real? Why? Because they have cars. They do. They have cars. <laughs> yes, and See, trucks. this hardball stuff just drives me crazy, man. The quarterback whisperer with no quarterbacks. That'd be like Jim Real saying, you got to come here for the best deals. Awesome. And I show up, and there's no cars. I know. Go see <laughs> Brian Ackerman, by the way. Tell him Mass sent you. Go up to, uh, there's one close to us here. We can go up to uh, Warren, 14 mm-hmm. Mile and Van Dyke, and check them out. Of course, they're out in Romeo as well and a couple other places. To boot. So we want to thank Justin Rogers for joining us on Groundhog Day here for Lion fans. Yes, the whole gang is coming back next year. You know why? Because they're going to do it better next year. That's what they said. Because they have a completely healthy Matthew Stafford. That's not true. He's got broken bones in his back. They haven't drafted mm-hmm. a quarterback in years. And now well, the that, draft is well, coming. Hold on. That's <laughs> not true. A okay. few years ago, they drafted Brad Kaya. They did. They did pick Brad Kaya. Wasn't he from uh, Miami of Florida? Yeah. yeah. And then hey, he, yeah, he played on a practice squad yeah. for a couple let's, of weeks. Let's <laughs> walk the dog for like two minutes on this because this yeah, is hilarious. Okay, look. It. You fall asleep. Yeah. You fall asleep on, what is this? What's the day? The 18th. The yeah. 18th mm-hmm. of December, 1999. You're out. I wake you up, Han Solo, Carbonite. You're up. You're out. We love you. The rebellion won. Give me the newspaper. All the stuff I have to. All the stuff I have to take you through, man. It's a crazy world. The Lions are no longer in the dome. The Pistons are downtown. The Joe's gone. Really? Trump is president. Who? The best rapper in the world is white. The best golfer is still black. Oh my god. And you're gonna eventually get to. Hey. The Lions, are, they play some play. Yeah, four field. And you're going to ask me the question, like, well, how many Super Bowls have they won since yeah. I've been gone? And I'm like, eh, eh. How many have they been to? And I'm like, eh. And then you're like, well, how many times have we been to the playoffs? And I'm like, well, yeah, we, 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 
Are we still well, rebuilding many, from, from rebuilding since 1957? How many yeah. playoff wins do we have? One. <laughs> One. Since, since, since you since you since, were, went to sleep. Since you went to sleep. <laughs> still. None since still you went to sleep. On, still working on that second one. Yeah. We're, we're, we got there <laughs> once. We got there once or twice since you fell asleep. I think that of all the things, win. that might be the one that literally you can't wrap your head around. Yeah. No. It's amazing because Everything the NFL else, yeah. the NFL is set up for the have nots to become the haves. Yes. I mean expansion. For the Lions. Ex- I'm saying except even expansion teams mm-hmm. come into the league and compete. I mean, Carolina. Remember Carolina's, the Panthers and Jags got in the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship yeah. in their second or third year. And I was going to say, didn't the Panthers get to a Super Bowl within like one of their first five years against the Patriots? Yes. Yeah. And of course, they lost that yeah. one. They played gallantly. Wasn't Jake that in overtime too? Yeah, it was a. Yeah. J- oh, no, it didn't go to overtime, but it was close. I, I thought the only overtime game was the one against Atlanta. I could oh, be okay. wrong. I thought that was the only Super Bowl. Not, nonetheless, they mm-hmm. played good. They yeah. could have won. Jacksonville. Has made it to a couple of championship games, but not over the hump. Yep. Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers, <laughs> who didn't win a game for two years almost. Poor John McKay was coaching that. Remember? I love that helmet, by the way. Bucko yes. Bruce, the yeah. old tangerine helmet. That was my favorite helmet. The Chicago mm-hmm. Bears played in the Super Bowl in my lifetime. Yeah. The New York Jets made it to an AFC championship A couple of game. times. With a Mark Sanchez. Times. The New York football <laughs> giants, who I love. Yeah, four Super Bowl champs. Four. They won two. They won two in the last 20 years. Yeah, and two. both against, against the Patriots. Both against, against the, Patriots. the Patriots. Once against what could have been the best team ever, a 17-0 mm-hmm. Patriots team, protecting that Dolphins legacy from 1972. It I defies mean, the math backwards. It certainly does. Yeah. To not even be able to compete, to get in a playoff, let alone win a game, and to go and we could talk about this every single day, and we kind of do, but here it is. We're doing it again, guys. We're bringing these guys <laughs> back See, man, I, again. I, I don't like the hot seat thing. It never works. If I have to put you on a hot seat, you don't, then that's, no. you don't, you gotta go. You have to yeah. win a playoff game, they said. No, they said, they didn't even say you have to win a playoff game. The Fords told these guys, we have to be competitive in December. That's what they told them. Well, we what? we are being competitive this December. It's just for the NFL draft, not for the playoffs. Correct. And we can, uh, just to bring uh, Clarence up to, up to snuff, right now we're sitting on the fifth pick. The Bengals play the Dolphins. One of them have to win. So one of them is going to lose some ground to us. The Redskins, they're going to win a game before the end of the year. They play the Giants and they play at Dallas. The Giants play at Washington and Philly. The Dolphins play Cincy this week and then at New England. That's a loss. But the Lions at Denver this week. That's a loss. And then home for Green Bay in a game that won't mean anything. Mm -hmm. So who knows? Maybe Green Bay will well, Give them a win. I don't. I hope not. The interesting thing with the Green Bay game is while it they already have locked up a spot, yeah. they're going to be playing for that bye. Because if you know if New Orleans keeps winning, right. Green Bay, you have to keep winning. Right. Maybe so, we'll see how everything else shakes yeah. out. The free. That's what the the. I had to sit in Maryland and watch the Saints. Go five and zero with Teddy Bridgewater. freaking yeah. Bridgewater. They made yeah. him look and like that is, he's I think that get a thing contract. blew my mind. The, I just I literally was yeah. like, you got to mm-hmm. be kidding me. And our yeah. backup quarterbacks, Jeff Driscoll and David, David Blau, Blau. Yeah. those are our backups. And you know what? I'll give them this. I was impressed by each of them in a backup role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they could be a good backup quarterback. Both of them. I do believe. One thing we found this year is one of these guys is going to be a backup quarterback for just, you. Just not for the Lions. 
You don't think they'll stick around here? I mean, they may get other offers, and right. if you, you know, but even get out so, of Detroit. when do you draft your next guy? Now. Because Matthew Stafford is not going to be around next year. now. You have next to. year. The Lamar. The the thing about everybody's talking about Lamar Jackson, right? And yeah. we talked about this during the break. The thing about Lamar Jackson that is so crazy is not what he's doing. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. that's wow. It's how everybody got it wrong. Yeah, yep. that's what's crazy. Everybody, people who you, I love this term, credible people. Everybody, credible or not, paid or not, got it wrong. If mm-hmm. I was an NFL owner, if I'm in Miami, if yeah. if I'm if I'm in Oakland, I'm literally if I'm an owner, I'm grabbing all of my all of my front office people. I'm gonna put them in a room. I'm gonna play videos of Lamar Jackson, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for them to justify how we got the lotto ticket wrong. Yeah. Yeah. How do we? What did, what did we do wrong? One yeah. of thirty-two shots. And to get that Philadelphia guy. was the one that traded that pick away. And I bet they're kicking themselves because no, Carson no, Wentz hasn't no, been healthy. No, yeah, really but Wentz, since but he's Wentz not, be fine. none of these he's guys. Be fine. None of these guys. No, man. Two years ago, people mm-hmm. were saying that the kid had to be a wide receiver or running. And back. two years later, yep. he's having statistically a year unlike any other. If you take in the rushing and the throwing, right? Mm-hmm. No one's ever had a year like this. No. Nope. And he's a front runner for MVP. And this was a kid that they said couldn't even play the position. Correct. So we got to change how we think. And some of these other people that get paid to do this stuff. Like I'm calling BS. I don't think any of these guys know anything. You know, I I truly believe. Uh, and back in the day when Mel Kiper first started off on this whole draft mm-hmm. thing, I used to be able to call him, and he was in his basement answering his own phone because he was putting his own newsletters together. That was the beginning of of uh, Mel Kiper. Yeah. Now you got to go through like five people to, <laughs> to maybe have a chance to talk to the guy. And he's yeah. still wrong. Yeah, but he he's right a lot too. But you know what? You might as well go in with his draft stuff. Yes. Because he's just as good as any of these other idiots that yeah. are out there. I personally think I know football. Mm-hmm. You know football. You yes. know football. We can be in that dynamic. If you throw us on a team and we learn and we mm-hmm. go through the paces, like Bill Belichick did. Bill Belichick was a water boy. Yeah. I mean, he worked for free, basically, when he first started. That's how you start. As long as the football's in your blood and you love it, you learn it, you could. I think fans, we know enough that if we went into a GM room, I know people are going to say I'm an I'm an idiot for saying no, this. No, but I, I truly believe we you. all know enough to to know that we what we can draft just as much as these guys. Yeah, just as much as these guys that are making eight hundred thousand a year, a million a year. I don't know. But you're, that's you're not it. wrong, Listen, man. Yeah. This is what I. I joined the Army because I think this is, this is the greatest country in the history of the planet. And what makes Amen. it great, man, is when people, somebody can tell you no, but if you see it, mm-hmm. you go with that. And what I love with the Ravens, the Ravens just, the Ravens saw everything everybody else said, they but they were the whole ones, team. Yes. Yeah. But they were the ones that were willing to say, man, I can do something with that. This it, studio, we're in this studio, we're in this building with this thing, right? In our, because somebody is like, you know what? That can do something. That can mm-hmm. be something. I'm not the status quo doesn't work. I see something that somebody else doesn't, and I'm I'm putting my I'm putting my money or my time or my energy down. The Lions have to do that. You can't keep doing what you've been doing. Well, the numbers say and the blah 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 blah. No. Yeah. You gotta figure out what fits your culture, what fits your yeah. vision, and go with that. And the interesting thing with that selection is, was I believe that was the last selection that their GM for however many years he was there. Ozzie Newsome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he knew that, you know. The guy's a stud. He, he knew that this was his last year. 
but he was going to go with the guy that he knew could reshape the franchise. Traded up to get that pick. Yeah, he traded up to get it, but not only that, but the the team had faith that, okay, Ozzy knows what he's doing, even though he won't be here going forward, this is the guy that he truly believes we can build around. And he got it right. Ozzy Newsom is in the Hall of Fame as a tight end. Yes. He can go in the Hall of Fame yes. as a general manager as well. That's how good... Ozzie Newsom is, and he's still with the Ravens in a consulting firm. But this is a team that was good. They were a playoff yeah, team. Yeah. They won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They tore the team down. Like, all right, you know what? We're going to win at least 10 games this year. I don't give a damn. Get that guy, and we're going to change our offense and yeah. go around the that The presence guy. of mind to take a 10-win team and mm-hmm. strip it. Yeah. That's and guts. Strip it. Yeah. That's you got rid of guts. Terrell Suck. You got what? You did what? By the way, he yeah. wanted to come back to the Ravens this year. And, and uh, who the, wound up picking the, him? The Chiefs. The Chiefs got him. And he was whining. because oh, he was a free you know, yeah. he was on waivers. He wants to play yeah. in the playoffs. Baltimore didn't even put they didn't a claim put, in because no. they didn't think that he'd get to them and they were it, right. That almost got to them. The Chiefs um, just almost, picked right the, before the, the the Chiefs were smart though, in my opinion. You don't want you play him playing. You don't want him playing against you. So it's, you claim it's like them. the Yankees people, and the Red Sox. They people, pick players I, off so the other team don't get. Man, it. this whole idea about market market is crap. It's culture. People want to be a part mm-hmm. of great cultures. I don't care if you're if you have a great culture, yeah. wherever it is, man, people will go. This isn't a great culture. No, the Detroit no. Lions. I, like I say it all the time. I feel terrible for these kids that get drafted by this team mm-hmm. because there's a part of you. I know you're excited to be, you you made your dream. You're going to the NFL, yep. But you're going to the Lions. That that's when the tears aren't tears of happiness; yeah. they're tears of dread. I mean, you can't keep saying we had Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. You can't and you can't keep saying that. We got nothing. Yeah. Well, think about again. Let's go back to college football. It's that time mm-hmm. of year, right? Yeah. Saban. Uh, Ohio State, because I won't give all the credit to Ryan Day because he didn't build it yet. He he inherited it, but yeah. Saban, and, and I wonder how much of the recruiting previously with Urban Ryan did with yeah. him, but yeah. But I won't give Ryan a credit for the culture. I think he it was there and he kind of fell into it. Mm-hmm. But Saban, Dabo, and Ed, Ed Ogeron, Ed Ogeron, Ohio State culture. You think about what Ed Ogeron did when he, I mean, he went in there and established culture. This is who we are. This mm-hmm. is how things are going to be. And this is what it means. And little stuff, like you see them out there doing the jumping jacks and all that. Culture culture in sports, to me, is the number one most important factor to what your success is going to be. Yep. Culture, culture, culture. They blew it yesterday. The Fords blew it. I'm telling you right now, they blew it, bringing these guys back. Because now you're going to put the draft in their hands again. What have they brought in here that is standing out? There's no standouts in the drafts he's picked. There's yeah. no player that the Lions have that other teams would want. Mm-hmm. Except there's a couple except, that, yeah. Except maybe like a Kenny Galladay. Yeah, if Kenny you need Galladay a was a good find. Yeah. No question about it. But I mean, Darius Slay is a good, it's a good player. He's a, it's a terrific player. Mm-hmm. How's somebody on the hot seat going to make decisions long term, man? I've never understood that. Yeah. Hey, you may not be here next year, but hey, make this decision. It might be make this decision to help us in the next yeah. five years. You know what? Or four years. They could trade away next year's number one to maybe move up or get a veteran. Yes. Who knows what this team now? Like I you would. said, the pressure's on them oh, yeah. to win. So you don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah. They might trade away your whole damn future, knowing they're not gonna be here. You're not gonna take the next Lamar Jackson because you're not going to have the time to develop the next Lamar Correct. Jackson. You have to win. Now, what quarterbacks yeah. are out this year? Uh, you're, you're on this, top this year, you got Joe Burrow. Okay. He's going number one. Uh, yeah, you got, you got, Ju- you got okay. Justin Herbert out of Oregon. Well, he's supposed to be very, very uh, okay. good. You got a. Uh, I didn't like what got, I saw. About you got Tua. Yeah. 
Tua, yes. Tua out of Injured. Alabama. Supposed okay. to be a stud. Um, Will like he Tua. come back? I like Tua. He, I, I think he'll come back, possibly. I don't love the injury, J- but I like Tua. Jalen Hurts. Terrific kid. Um, who else? You compare Hurts to? The compare, Arizona quarterback, Kyler Murray, I was going right? to say, I compare him more to Deshaun Watson, actually. Me too. I, I love Deshaun Watson. Um, I love him. And then you also got guys like uh, Jacob Eason, who could go into the draft, but may wait a year. He's okay. still that under. So that takes us to next year. What quarterbacks are coming out next year? Uh, I would think Justin Fields. Trevor right. Lawrence. If Jacob, e- if Jacob <laughs> yeah. Eason doesn't go, <laughs> yeah, you don't you like him or no? Like he's him? coming back. I'm yeah. laughing because Michigan fan is just like, oh, well, he's, not, this he's, is not, not... he's not eligible for the draft this year. No, that's the thing. Because hey. I think I, I honestly think if he was eligible for the draft this year, it would be uh, he would be the second quarterback taken. Even though Tua yeah, is probably good, a man. better quarterback. It's a separate injury. topic, but Michigan ain't beating Ohio State for a long time. No, I mean it doesn't it's help. Don't either. look like it. And Michigan just had a few recruits, or not recruits, but players on their current team enter the transfer portal, so that's not good. They're thinking of bringing back culture. There's a rumor yeah. that Shea Patterson might take like a tenth year and come back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, he played good, but you you're know, never where's get, your you're, quarterback in the future? You're never going to see Dylan McCaffrey. No. Maybe that means he's just not that good. He should enter the transfer portal if Shea comes back. He'll I love be, the portal. He'll be the next Joe Burrow. But it's your, it's your culture, man. Your culture is your culture. If you look at all the teams, right? Let's take, with the exception of, of state, if you take Michigan, mm-hmm. I mean, and you're looking at what it should be, it's culture. Tigers, culture. Wings, culture. Pistons, culture. Like, it, it is culture and identity, man. Like, what? I look at the Pistons and I'm like, man, they have nights where they can beat the Rockets and lose to whoever. Yeah. I'm like, man, what do you guys want to be? Well, they're... And if I'm paying a coach, I'm paying you specifically to lay out one single thing for me as an owner. If I'm paying, I want to know what, what? is our identity. Who Tell me who we are, coach. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid they're going to get torn down here pretty soon and start over again. Uh, because right now, they're just a, medal, they're a middle of the bunch Eastern team. I, I mean... They can't win they got, the whole thing. They can't. I put it more on the owner. I would have loved to get rid of Andre Drummond a few years ago. Yes. You would have gotten a lot in return. Yes. Tom Gorris will not let him go. No, he loves them. They're boys. They'll, they'll, he'll become a free agent. We'll give him a huge contract, and the team will go nowhere. Andre Drummond is not the you know nowadays NBA center. He's a guy who can't go five feet from the basket and make a shot. I just watched some tape yesterday on, for some reason, Len Bias was twi- uh, trending. The great Len Bias, number one pick of the Celtics, mm-hmm. which I hated because I hated the Celtics. I'm like, I don't want this kid to go there. And then he dies the night of the draft. You know, some bad drugs he took, bad overdose. But this guy mm-hmm. was a wow factor. I mean, and then I tried to compare it like with players today. I mean, this yeah. guy was he was a Hall of Fame player before he even put on an NFL before NBA uniform. God rest his soul. But you know, I don't know why, but he was trending on Twitter mm-hmm. yesterday because I guess they were talking about Hank Gathers and him. The what could have been stories yeah. Uh, yeah. of of the NBA, and I read all story today also with Kevin Garnett. Oh yeah, he comes out and he's telling we're the reason LeBron left Cleveland to begin with and started this whole hey, come play on my team with me. He's like we chased him out of Cleveland. They did. They yeah. chased him. They did. I thought Maverick it was Carter weird. said that. Yeah, Maverick Carter said that on the shop. He's like Cleveland. Mm-hmm. He's like Boston had a team that was tough as f. Yeah. And he, they did not see a way out of it. 
Can I can I point out though that people blame LeBron James for the super team, but that was not the first super team. I mean, you can look back at that. What was that? You can look back at that 04 Lakers team when they brought in Carl Malone and Gary yeah, Payton. But we showed along them, with, didn't uh, we? Shaquille, along with uh, Shaquille O'Neal. We got and the five game sweep. Kobe Bryant. Yeah, and man, then but two, I, I would say two guys at the end, they weren't in their prime. Yeah. No. Peyton, but, Peyton but, then and, you, uh, but then you get KG, Paul Pierce, Ray right, Allen. They were in their prime, though. Yeah. That was the. That was the whoa. I mean, I remember when that happened, it was like, oh, no. When when Malone and Peyton went, I knew they were chasing titles. I knew neither one of them were going to be MVP candidates. But, I mean, individually, Ray, Paul, and KG were individual MVP candidates on mm-hmm. the same team at the same time. Yeah. I had never seen that. I, ju- I just hate it when people say the super team is because of LeBron. When there I were still think it. I still think it. I still think of. what I mean by that is he's the guy that's that's colluding. To put these teams together, okay. okay? He runs the league. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, he runs the damn league. Any team he's on, he's the boss. He's the coach. The coach is always an underling to him. He—that's just the way it is. I'm not a fan of his. I understand he's a good, clean-cut guy. He leads a good life. Man, I'm not a fan his of wife the league, and, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm just. Kinda, I'm a little down on the NBA a, right I, now, but I did I, fall in love with. I fell in love with the Warriors. I bought in 100%. It was beautiful basketball. It was beautiful team basketball. That's basketball that I love. But like this idea, man, that guys are just sitting and and yeah, I hate it. I I know what I pay for a family of six to yeah. go to. If I go mm-hmm. and I go see the Pistons play the Bucks because I want my son to see and after the combos Giannis, out, yeah. yeah, and and they tell me, oh, he's not playing today because of load management. I want my money back. Yeah, because mm-hmm. your value proposition has fallen off the cliff completely. For me. Yep. And I'm out. I'm out of. I'm out of two hundred bucks before I can even blink. If the ticket is free, I'm out of two hundred bucks yeah, before I can blink with a free Amen. ticket. Amen. You got to park. That's forty dollars to begin oh, with downtown. Drinks. And I mean, that's that's another player that. What was that? Sixteen teams passed on. Wasn't Antetokounmpo like a seventeenth or eighteenth pick? He was young. He was really really young. He was a young risky. He was raw. I mean, that's one thing I will give Milwaukee credit, and I think that's why he loves being there is because they took him. He was raw, and they developed him. They were patient with him. Mm-hmm. They never traded him. They kept him out of every trade they made. And I think that's different, and that's where that affinity is, is that he walked in there, and their player development mm-hmm. people put the time in, and he got better every single year. Yeah. Because he was a baby when he got there. I mean, people forget yeah. that. He was a baby He's when he got there. He's growing up now, man. And, and you had guys also, though, that, you know, been taken later in the draft that have turned into – all-stars or superstars, Kawhi Leonard being one, Clay Thompson. There are players that teams passed on, and I bet they look back and they regret it. But then you look at who they take, and they're only like solid role players. So, do the NBA also need to kind of reevaluate how they evaluate players, kind of like the NFL should? The NBA has to do a lot of things, and yeah. it starts with, and, that, and they're proactive, because supposedly they're going to change things coming up in 2021. They're going to change. They're going to cut the schedule down a little bit. I think they should cut it a lot, but they're going to take off five, six games off the regular season. Mm -hmm. They're going to reseed in the playoffs. They're going to have almost like a tournament for the playoffs. And I'm I'm liking what I'm reading. And I like what Adam Silver's doing. And by the way, our best wish is going out to David Stern. He is fighting for his life right now. We had a brain aneurysm Mm -hmm. last week, and he is still in very serious condition. David Stern, always a a great guy, always a great commissioner, and so he's fighting for his life. But the NBA was his baby, man. He brought it up, but Adam Silver's been doing Mm -hmm. a nice job. But to go, you know, there's a lot out there still, but I'm not a super team lover. I'm I'm a New York Knicks fan. We haven't won since 1973. 
All right? I was a Pistons fan, 2004. Those are the teams I like teams. Yeah. I like hard-nosed teams. Yes, I love that I, That's band. identity. I love yeah. the bad boys. Yes, you I love identity. The ba- I was in Jersey loving the bad boys. Mm-hmm. Loved them. I can't get enough of watching the Rodman specials, the Isaiah specials, the bad boy specials, the, the 30 for 30s. Mm-hmm. I can't get enough of that. And you can't play that ball now. The no, Jordan yeah. rules apply yeah. everywhere right I, now. I like when I am going to turn in and see a team do what they do. And then see another team try and stop them. Yep. I love it when two teams with identities play. The Seahawks, Vikings, I love that game. Because two teams, yep. they do what they do, they mm-hmm. do what they do. That's when you get good games. I'm not I was not shocked by anything that happened in that game. That's identity. That's why you tune in. That's why you mm-hmm. you you want to see those teams play. What I love that Golden State did, and everybody forgets you draft Thompson, you draft Curry. But then you turn around and say, you know what? We need something else. Mm-hmm. So you sit in that draft, and what do you go get? You go get your third score in Harrison Barnes, and then mm-hmm. you say, okay, we got enough scoring. We got to have somebody get an actual rebound. And who do you go get? <laughs> Draymond Green. And that becomes and a beast. the core. Yeah. That's your core four. Mm-hmm. That four changed the Warriors. Yep. They put that identity in there. It's This is... This is not hard. Just figure out what you, when you figure out identity, and we talk about this in the military, figure out who you are and then match who you are to what you can offer, and then the rest of it works itself out. Square peg, round hole doesn't work. What do we have here in Detroit? Square peg, round hole. Mm -hmm. Now, Darren McCarty is part of our family here at NRM, and he says the Red Wings are the team that is going to turn it around next. And the Red Wings are poised to do that. There's a lot of people out there that don't like their head coach, Jeff Blaschel. Here's a guy that inherited crap. I mean, let's face it. They gave him, mm-hmm. here's this crap. You know, now go coach it. I don't know how good a coach he is. I really don't know. Maybe when they get good, maybe they go out and they get a veteran coach then. I have no idea. Darren knows more than me when it comes to this. But he says they're our next hope. You seem to think the Tigers I do. in another year can compete. I don't personally see it. Now well, Matthew Boyd is on the trading block, maybe to the I Angels. Mean, what what the hell else I, are we gonna what are we gonna look at? I, I think that the Tigers are. <laughs> but the only reason why I say that they will be contending not this year but next year is because the division in which they are in is going to be going to crap soon with no. It twins is. and the White Sox aren't going anywhere, Ethan. The the, the twins. You got to talk to me if you're telling me the twins are the twins. The, the twins look poised to the be here for a while. The twins and the Tigers, I believe, will be the top two teams White in the Sox. division. And I'm only saying this because the White Sox have the pitching. They need to improve that lineup, that everyday lineup. It's getting there. They haven't been able to go out and get the free agents that they need, though. You got, you know, your stud outfielder in uh, Jimenez. You Once got the word the is out, the people will come. I'm still going to say it's the Pistons, and here's why. Because yeah. in the NBA, you really there's, think only, the Pistons there's, are closest. There, there's only 10 guys on the floor. And in basketball, man, if I can if I can get two, if I can get two guys to get on some kind of role, mm-hmm. two, one guy in this league can change your whole identity. But if I can get two... To, if we can get, I mean, remember what happened. Remember the 04 bad. Remember when all that changed? It was because you had Ben, mm-hmm. Rashid. Before that, okay. though, she it was, put him together. It was, it, it, she was, she was the final yeah, piece. Mm-hmm. He finished. But it. what changed all of our fortunes was that guy with the fro. He changed everything because he created identity. Put him in the hall. Everything of fame. else fell under that, and then it became okay. 
Now Mm -hmm. you get guys that made him better, and now he can extend a little more, and now you add in a piece. In basketball, you can always find that guy. Oladipo went from just Orlando, OKC. All of a sudden, he found a home and the right fit in Indy. They're a playoff team. They're an Eastern Conference They're an Eastern Conference Finals team. So in basketball, a trade, any little thing, one piece can change anything. So I just feel like the Pistons, because of the nature of the sport, Mm -hmm. are a player away. The the nature of the sport, though, in basketball, and it's one thing I can't stand, at least with the NBA, I like it in college basketball because they call the game. The refs call the game. And the NBA, I'm watching the game and I'm... Like trying to be an official in my head, I'm like, it's terrible. That, that oh, basket yeah, shouldn't have no, counted. No, God. That wasn't the a traveling foul. is atrocious. I mean, atrocious. You yeah. think of what the game is at now. I could touch James Harden and it'd be a foul. But back in the you know the early 2000s, that would have been a play on. There are players now that I don't believe could have played in the NBA 15 years ago because they. They wouldn't be able to no, physically it's bad, keep it's, up. It's, it's bad basketball. They got a huge problem. I don't know what they're going to do with it. The low management thing is horrible, and the basketball is honestly horrible. I saw James Harden take the ball out of bounds. He dribbled the ball 22 times. He took a he took three <laughs> steps. He took a, a three-step step back and shot the ball from damn near to hash mark. And it went in, and everybody went crazy, and I turned it off. It's it is a one on one on one one on five kind of league right now, and it is long way to go. Freddie, uh, the pizza man, writes in. He says our soccer team, DFC, is the closest to a championship. <laughs> I'll take them. <laughs> Sold. Uh, thanks to everybody here on the wrap, especially our support staff, Kelsey, Angel, Stephen, and Cole. Thanks to Justin Rogers from the Detroit News. It's Groundhog Day for us Lion fans here on the wrap. Clarence Black, welcome home, brother. Glad to be on, baby. It's good to have you. We're going to see more of you? Yeah, man. Damn right. Ethan, you all right? I'm good. You ready for the holidays? I am. All right. Good to hear. This is Tom Mazaway. We'll see you on Friday. D-Mac will be in the house, and who knows what we're going to talk about. It's, by the way, it's Groundhog Day, right? It's Lions. (laughs) Who gives a damn? It's the same thing all the time. It's Maz. See you next time on NRM Streamcast. Thanks to Jim Reels. Friendly Chrysler Jeep. See ya.